Before you can create a healthy relationship with others, you first have to create a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Janie is a nationally respected psychotherapist, and on this show, she and her featured guests will help you discover and break patterns in your life that can contribute to self-sabotage and unhealthy relationships. Now, here is Dr. Janie Lacey. Do you feel quietly plagued by a nagging sense of being flawed or defective? Do you secretly believe that you're a failure? which stifles your energy, cramps your freedom, and prevents you from truly being yourself. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. Today, our guest is going to help you understand why you feel trapped, stuck, and maybe like an imposter in your life. Lucinda Cross is an entrepreneur, motivational superstar, and best-selling author who tells it like it is. Today, she wants to inspire you with her authentic and straight talk. So it is my distinct pleasure to welcome to the show Lucinda Cross, who is here to help you tap into your greatest power. She's the author of The Art of Activation, Activate Your Vision, and The Big Ask, 21 Keys to Get Everything You Desire and deserve. Welcome to the show, Lucinda. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. I love it. It is exciting. No, uh, fruit is attracted to fruit. We were attracted to each other in the club. <laughs> the clubhouse, <laughs> the clubhouse that is. Clubhouse club. Yeah, the clubhouse club. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just have to ask you, you know, you are known for pushing people to the point of no return. Help us understand exactly what that means and why should we all want to be to be there and to go there to the point of no return. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people are challenged with uh, procrastination, perfectionism, and overanalyzing. And so one of the things that I love to do that I'm gifted in is helping to push people into action and showing them to take healthy risk, right? And, and those risks sometimes cause you, of course, when you hear it all the time, get out of your comfort zone. And so my thing is, how can we create something so big that you truly desire that I push you to where it's right in front of you and it's called causing you to take action in spite of your fears, doubts, and uncertainties. Those three luxuries, we give more space in our lives than we do faith and, and overcoming. And so for me, it's key because if we're all striving for success, if we're all calling ourselves to empower each other, we have to be the first ones to do it. We have to believe in ourselves first. And once you're at that edge, it's like, it's just me and you, God. I hope my wings can 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 work right now, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I always hear that saying because you just said it, right? If, if, if we're not going to believe in ourselves, I mean, really, why should anybody else? Exactly. <laughs> you know, so that's going to lead me to really getting in a little bit into to your book. So you have your book called The Big Ask. And in your book, you discuss the strategies to break through people's, and I like this, the brick wall of limitation and turn it into a window. So <laughs> I just love that. So what are some common limitations that you've experienced within not only yourself, but maybe with a lot of the clients that you've worked with over the years that keep them stuck so that our viewers and listeners can glean from your wisdom? Yeah, the limitations of feeling as if you don't deserve, the limitations of feeling guilty for choosing you. I've been in that space. It's like, well, I'm happy, but they're not happy. Should I show that I'm happy? You know, I'm blessed, 
they're talk they're complaining, but should I talk about how blessed I am? And so those are just some of the challenges um, that I talk about in the book with in the big ask. And so that brick wall, it's it's where you're at that moment to say, is it okay for me to to shine some light? And I think we need to approach it differently. And I see it with my clients all the time. I say, listen, I need you to show off. I need you to toot your horn. I need you to make a lot of noise in who you are, who you're becoming, your story, and why it's important because there's someone watching, you know? And so I think it's key to, to look at and say, you know, let's, let's, let's celebrate even if someone is not there yet. We give them hope. We give ourselves confidence even in the process. Now, there's a there was a guest I had on um, on season one of Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey, uh, Cheryl Williamson. She's a, a life coach and she like has this confetti that she carries around, Lucinda. And I just love it. She's like, I celebrate myself. <laughs> literally, literally, she carries confetti around. I love it. <laughs> I, just, I just love it. But, you know, you also reminded me and, and actually this morning when I was in the clubhouse and breakfast with champions, um, one of the morning speakers had said this and it really resonated with me. And I'm and I'm interested to hear your opinion about it. You know, his name was Bill. Anyway, he was talking about selling and he was using um, a lot of language and someone had made a comment to, to him if he can pretty much, the comment was translated to pretty much dumb it down. And you know what he said? To, and, and I loved it. He said, level up, come to me. He said, level up, come to me. We have to stop asking people to dumb things down. Come up to me. And I was like, Bring it. (laughs) I love that. Exactly. Right. Because it's true. Like we talk to me, talk to me in in my language, talk to me in a fifth grade language. No, no. So talk to us a little bit about leveling up. We hear that all the time. And to me, that embodied that. Right. Instead of us having to bring things down to us, he was like, come to me, level up. And I was like, woof. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And, you know, what you were saying with the life coach was Cheryl Williamson. Right. I have crowns. My whole thing is, I mean, I literally, I should have brought one now. Usually I have a crown. I place it on my head and I'm talking, doing my interviews because it's like, I'm, I need to adjust my own crown. And sometimes going to the point that you were talking about with the breakfast club, we're expecting people to, to, we're expecting others or uh, challenging others to dumb down, water down, bring it down. Why not? We have to level up, level up in our business. I'm doing a three-day business bootcamp free to offer to entrepreneurs who are struggling during a pandemic. And one of the topics was, why are we going so surface level with our ask? Can we bring the ask up? You know, because that changes the position, that changes the yes, and that changes the opportunity. Where so, you know, let me just ask for just a little bit. Why? You've been doing this for 10 years. Go big. And if they say no, it's still big. The next level is still great. But what if they say yes, you reach a peak and now you can go for the next peak. And so I think it's so key even to that point. You know, I'm not going to dumb down. I'm not dimming my light. I'm not taking off my crown. I need to adjust. There's so much stuff that I we have to deal with ourselves personally. Right. And then people want you. This is my thing. I call them ask holes. A-S-K. I love it. So, you you know, I, we have to be careful, one, not to be an asshole and also to s- prevent assholes from coming to us. You know, I think I'm going to come out with an asshole spray. Like, mm-mm. 
<laughs> somebody who wants to dumb down, water down, dim down, you know, duplicate, replicate, copycat, and they don't want to tap in. And so a lot of times you'll run across these individuals who are not, I call them purpose lazy. And meaning that they know that they're designed, they have an assignment, there's something that they're passionate about. But if someone is not crafting it out for them, step by step, spoon feeding them their own purpose, they won't tap in. And they say, I don't have help. They say, my mother wasn't there. They say, my man walked out. And so they find everything else instead of saying, you know what, I just didn't turn on, tune up and tap in to myself. You know, you just said something that I want to highlight, especially with your boot camp that's coming up, because I know you probably talk about this with entrepreneurs, but you said copycat. You know, one of the things that we have seen more than ever is uh, the fruit pickers versus the root. <laughs> you know, so it's so easy to go and look at, see what Lucinda's doing, what's Janie doing, what's Bob doing, and just take the fruit of it versus establishing their own root and growing their own tree and coming to their own identity. And, you know, one of my mentors had said to me, you know, he said, Jane, don't ever worry about the fruit pickers because mm. they're trying to get to the sprint and you run your own race and you run your marathon because you'll always outlast them. So mm. I think when entrepreneurs need to hear that, because sometimes, you know, what I'll see, and, and especially in a lot of these rooms, is people get so discouraged. And I would imagine you see that a lot with the people that you uh, mentor. I do, because it's it, it starts to get fuzzy when you are really not, truly tapped in, turned on into yourself, right? Uh, and, and identifying your own true authenticity, meaning you understand one, authenticity has no competition. There's one Janie, there's one Lucinda, there's no one else who has our fingerprint. How amazing is that? Um, no one has our purpose. But, you know, you see people saying, you know what, well, I'm not where she needs to be. But what if you're looking at their ceiling, but that's your floor? So you're highlighting and, and, and glorifying where you see their, them at. You're like, oh, my gosh, look how far they've come. But what if that's your floor? Their ceiling is your floor. And so when you look at that perspective, you're saying, well, am I really showing up for myself? Mm-hmm. And those fruit pickers, copycatters, replicators, duplicators. Here's the thing. You can try to duplicate and do what Dr. Janie does, but I may be allergic to your fruit. So mm-hmm. here I go trying to get into your crops and you're growing, you have oranges, but I'm allergic to oranges. But because I see that your oranges is going everywhere and I, mine's is bananas. And I'm like, man, this is taking forever. So I decide to take some of your seeds and plant them on my side. Now, not only is my crop confused. So now when I'm speaking and trying to manifest things, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Am I supposed to manifest this for Janie? Is this a Janie carbon copy or is this Lucinda? Because you're allergic to this. This is not who you're assigned to. And, and so we can confuse even our uh, purpose. We can confuse even our mindset and, and, and lifestyle by trying to take what we see from someone else. I, I want everything that has Lucinda Cross's name on it. I don't want to be the next Oprah, the next Ayala Van Zandt, the next Red Table Talk. Lucinda Cross is so dope. I want everything that she's supposed to have. Somebody needs to hear that again. 
<laughs> you know, it, it's uh, two things that you said that reminded me. So Tim Story, who wrote the Miracle Mentality, had him on a couple of shows. And he said exactly what you're talking about. He said, we got to tend to our own harvest. Right. And part of that, we got to plant the seeds. We got to plow. Right. We got to tend to our own land. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and another thing you just said, it just reminded me of uh, uh, Forbes, Riley, who I had on last week when I had asked her, listen, the, I think you'd appreciate this. I said, who inspires you? She pretty much said, I, I inspire my damn self. I look in the mirror. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Seriously. Because <laughs> everybody's looking for something so profound outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I love that now people are now embracing that, but they're also embracing other things that, you know, we'll probably get into on the show that I just don't agree with. We cannot follow every trend, every trendy Absolutely. topic, every trendy title. We can, we have to really remove these titles. I, I'm, I'm in the no titles, good vibe zone. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't care what the accolades are because the work that I truly do behind the scenes, going into the juvenile detention centers, going into the women prisons, they could care less who I'm connected to, what celebrity I took a selfie with, how many followers I have, if I have a blue check, if I'm a mod on Clubhouse multiple times, they don't, they don't even, what they want to know is how can you help me become better? Mm. And that's the real work. And what does the Department of Justice care about? Making sure that they're writing a nice hefty check to someone who's willing to do the work. They could care less. Mm. They are not asking, well, what about that last, um, are you featured in any magazines? Are you? And so sometimes we get so caught up in what we see as success that the Department of Justice is not looking to see if I'm flying a private jet to write that check. The women in the prison and the juvenile detention centers are not looking to see if I'm validated because I'm carrying a Prada or a Gucci or a Red Bottom. You're here and you're willing to help, help. Mm-hmm. So it's a different perspective. And I had to learn that because I honestly got caught up in that too. Ooh, I have to look like success. But who said that's what success looks like? Amen. Can't, you can't be a, what I call it, public success and a private failure. Mm. Mm. No, not me. Public success and a private failure. We have enough people out there, right? Scandal after scandal. Be authentically you. You know, so with with that being said, you know, because you just mentioned your work. So those that are either listening or watching that this is their first time meeting Lucinda Cross. Talk to us a little bit about um, your story. Like, who are you? How'd you come to be so passionate, authentic? I just love when I was looking at your lives, you know, preparing for us to have this conversation. I'm like... I dig her. She just, you know, when you when we'll talk about it a little bit when you're parasailing and your 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 conversations with your daughter and your seatbelt conversations. Like, <laughs> Show, showing the true brand right behind the logo and behind the and I think that is key. The story for me, you know, long story short, started you know just hitting rock bottom because of my own decisions, chasing after success, even in my teens, making a bad decision, ending up serving time in federal prison, coming out and transitioning my life, going to work in corporate America, graduating from college, getting my marketing degree, taking that, starting a family, and then saying, you know what, I need to create a true legacy for my family. Let me try this entrepreneurship journey and turn this receipt that I got from college into some real income. And 
I got a mentor and the rest is history. The mentor, he changed my life. He showed me what was possible outside of my circle. And so that's where it started. And so I said, I'm going to dedicate myself to unlock and activate women, even a few good men now who truly are doing the work and are looking to stop being the best kept secret. And that's where the for-profit company Activate Worldwide comes in. You know, if you're tired of being the best kept secret and you're ready to create a platform for success, this is what I do, you know, and with the nonprofit helping at-risk youth, young girls, helping women re-entry, reducing recidivism by way of entrepreneurship, that is key. But here, lo and behold, I'm behind the scenes doing the work. Somebody's watching. They recommend it to the White House. And I get a, uh, an award from former President Barack Obama, a Lifetime Achievement Award. I was only 40. So I said, wow. But to me, it said, this is lifetime work. Mm-hmm. And this is something I'm going to pass down as for, to my generations as a lifetime legacy. So that stamp on that certificate he gave me, it was bigger than just, oh, look what I have. Yes, the first black president. Amazing. But to me, that was like God saying, you got this. There's no turning back. <laughs> mm. So your power was unleashed. You got this. Got this. No turning back. And it feels like it feels like you just get it started. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Over and over and over again. Yes. The reinvention. <laughs> The reinvention. Are we constantly doing that? Yes. Um, but, you know, you also with all your clients, you know, what are some of the things that you can help with strategies? If somebody wants to start today to begin to break free of their stuck points, I mean, what are some of the common things that you'll see over the time of working with your clients, with entrepreneurs and all the things that you've done where you see time and time again, mm-hmm. people get stuck here. If somebody you need to break somebody free today, what are some things that they can do uh, today? So they'll get stuck because they're comfortable with making good money, but not more than enough to create a full impact. So they see some level of success, but they're not sure how to get over the hump to the next thing. And a lot of times they're comfortable and the hustle and the grind mentality stops. Not that you have to be team no sleep. I'm all about the sleep, right? But, you know, it's working um, smarter and being productive, efficient. And effective. And so, you know, a lot of times what I see is the the struggle and the challenge is Lucinda, I've done this. This has been successful for me. But what now? How do I? And it's like, well, what happened in between the what and the now? Well, I thought things would work business as usual. No, we have to keep pushing our brand, reinventing recreating, creating partnerships, collaborations. And so a lot of times they get stuck with just doing business with themselves, comfortable with the space they've created, and they haven't scaled to create partnerships, joint ventures, affiliates, and bringing on and partnering up with other people. I mean, that's how these major companies thrive. They thrive by partnering up with what is called the competition. I think a key there when you talk about just collaboration and partnership, you know, something that I think um, would also be important, and I would love to hear your take on it, is is the right partnerships and the right collaborations. Because, you know, I think as you continue to reinvent yourself, discernment is key, and not everyone deserves your, you know, I, there's a, this quote, going, I don't even know who said it, but it's, um, 
what is it, uh, attachments or, you know, like when people are attached to you and they're not necessarily assigned to you, there's a, a difference. And I would love for you to speak about that because I think a lot of us, especially female business owners, sometimes we've made decisions where um, we've partnered, collaborated, and people were attached to us. We saw, we felt the squeeze of the, of the, of the Python, but uh, we were in denial. <laughs> Yes, yes, and I love that the the attached and the assigned and not and those who are assigned, right? And the attached, you know, when you're looking at collaborations and partnerships, a lot of times those who are attached don't necessarily bring value to the table for what you need. Everybody has value, but value to the table for what you need to move forward. Those who are assigned or already a part of the vision, you just didn't even know it. Right. And so it's all about divine timing. It's all about placement and it's all about discernment. And so when with the attachment comes with the hoopla, the fluff, the oh, I just love the. But do you really know? Do you really know this person? Are you really connected? Are you really, you know, and so doing the due diligence, a lot of times the attachment is not connected to due diligence. It's connected to the height, the the outer what I see. This looks like a shiny red box. So this means that there's something great inside. That's a brown paper bag. That must mean there's low value inside. And so those are your attachment type of people. The assigned, those are the people who say, listen, either way we're winning, but mm-hmm. let's, you know, let, let, let me create and, and let's see what we can put together. And it just, it's already organic, you know, our, our connection organic, right. And then we have a common thread right? As we dig deeper into each other and it happens instantly. Um, And so we have to be careful with these joint ventures, partnerships, barters that we're not allowing those who are attached, which is fine because, uh, but a lot of times those are your ask holes, right? (laughs) right. Um, Meaning that you may just keep pouring into them and pouring into them and they're never doing anything, but they still expect you to fish to feed them. And Mm. you showed them how to fish for themselves versus the assigned. They say, well, you know what? There's three rivers, two oceans, and a lake. And this one has salmon, this one has tuna, and this one, you know, and so your assign will already have the the play um, and able to bring something to the table so everybody wins. So I also want to pull out a major key, and that's due diligence. So at some point in time, it's okay to check the receipts. Because not everybody that says they have something or they can bring something to the table can bring something to the table and add something. And I think one of the wisdoms that I've learned over the years, it's okay to check the receipts before you start signing papers and doing business with people. Absolutely. Because anybody could create a profile. Mm -hmm. There's people who are really swift. They have a PhD in copy and paste. (laughs) And I had someone seriously, literally copy my website and create a website and left my name on it, on the contact page. So they copied the content from my page, created a hope. And so we have to do the due diligence. I say, you know, true brands will have some trail. Success leaves clues. Mm. Let me see your work. Even if I have to dig deep and find it in uh, LinkedIn or YouTube. And those are things that we have to create now as entrepreneurs and as brands. 
So I'm going to take a quick pivot here because as I was talking about your your post, just love the relationship that you have opened up to let us see with your daughter. She's 17, I believe um, I heard you, you say. But, you know, in that parasail, I was just cracking up laughing in your parasail video. I was like, it was just so much fun, just authentic. And, the, and she, her bantering with you like, mom, it was just so great. And, uh, you know, just the fact that you have you put that out for us to share with the world just shows us how authentic true and that you are self-assured you're okay with yourself and I liked it <laughs> but you know one of the lessons I learned um, from that that you know I'm hoping that we can glean from some of your wisdom is that when we face our fears if you can talk to us a little bit about your experience and your thoughts on why not facing our fears can hold us all back I mean facing fears and, and I did a video on this like we have to literally eat fear for breakfast I had to learn to eat fear for breakfast because it's like what if not if what what can stop me? What's the worst case scenario? And if we stay in the overanalyzing, wondering and wandering and worrying about things that possibly will never happen. And that's how we I even got to the book, The Big Ass. I talked to men and surveyed men, hundreds of men, no problem getting to the ass. They swallowed their fears and 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 use and use that energy of the fear to say i'm going in i'm charging forward and if i get a no i'm going to figure out how i get a yes women on the other side counted themselves out at least 20 times before they even got to the table mm-hmm. and so it's the fear pushing past that why you know the graveyard is the and and the prison is the the most the place that has the greatest jewels because those are places that people have untapped unused potential. If we're here and what we call the free world, uh, well, I don't know about that with the pandemic, but <laughs> we're free to create, free to do, free to build. You know, why are we holding ourselves back and voluntarily incarcerating ourselves day after day over things that no one is charging us with? Hmm. Speak a little bit more about that, because I think somebody needs to hear that, you know, in that self-imposed prison. And to me, that sounds like a limited belief and some of the things that can keep people stuck. Yes, these limiting beliefs, like I said, there's three luxuries, the doubt, fear and uncertainty. And a lot of times just not knowing. And, you know, this is the way I always do things or making these excuses. Well, I wasn't raised like this or, well, this is how we've always operated and staying stuck in those old mindsets or even believing things that have never happened. There's a lot of people who have beliefs and and, uh, of things that they've never tried. Well, I'm not sure because the, you know, shrimp looks like it will break me out. What do you mean? (laughs) You know, and so... (laughs) I think we just honestly, Dr. Jamie, it's it's just like, get over yourself. If you are surviving past this pandemic, you really need to give fear two fingers and raise them high. And I'm not talking about the peace sign. (laughs) Okay. Absolutely. And tell it to go somewhere Mm -hmm. quick because we have, we, we are here. We have an opportunity we're breathing, we're surviving, and someone didn't make it. Mm. Someone didn't make it. And they had all of these fears and aspirations in one. Mm-hmm. So right before we wind down to our, our break, 
talk with talk to us in, in, in 30 seconds, you know, how, what were some of the key things that you discovered during this pivot, right? We had a timeout last year. Nobody expected it, but some people have come out stronger. And as you said, some people didn't make it, right? So we talk about legacy and that we're all here breathing. You know, real brief, the one thing that really, um, that I've learned is that I was doing the most. Yeah. I was doing way too much with my time, my undivided attention, and my my energy, and I needed to scale back and edit my life. And when I did that, it just showed me what really mattered most. And I think that's where a lot of people miss out. I missed out on it. What matters most? What's a priority? I think absolutely, you know, and the world got shut down and the things, all the distractions or all the discoveries. We've had a lot of discoveries um, last year, just in as far as therapy and counseling. So, but to me, there's always an opportunity where every pain point there is, there's an opportunity to discover purpose, to pivot and to move forward. And sometimes it's turning those wounds into wisdom, as Oprah likes to say. So we are here with our guest, Lucinda Cross, and uh, she is here sharing her Jim's with us. So I hope you are taking notes. So we will be right back. Let's talk about it with Janie Lacey. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Are you often attracted to unavailable partners? Feel like you can't stay, but can't leave a toxic relationship? Obsessed with thinking about a current or former lover? Feel resentful that you're always taking care of the other person? The Woman Redeemed Therapy Program is for women who want to break free from toxic relationship patterns so they can find the love they truly deserve. This program is a safe, nurturing environment, essential for building self-worth and acquiring the tools to work through challenges and create your best self. We invite you to begin the journey today to start building the new you. Call 407-622-1770 or visit LifeCounselingSolutions.com. That's LifeCounselingSolutions.com. Are you living day by day, nervous, in fear, or constantly feeling overwhelmed? This is probably due to an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders can develop from many different factors and can affect each and every person differently. Anxiety disorders can develop because of genetics, personality, stressful life events, and many other reasons. The Anxiety and Depression Association of America reports that more than 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety-related illnesses and anxiety is also considered the most common mental disorder in the United States. You don't have to suffer alone. Call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit LifeCounselingSolutions.com today. Has your anger ever taken you somewhere you regretted? Have you ever said something in anger that you wish you could take back? Have you ever hurt anyone as a reaction of your anger, physically or emotionally? Let's face it. Anger is a part of life. We all experience anger in our lives at some point. The question we need to ask ourselves is whether this has become a habit. What matters is how we deal with it. So call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit OrlandoAngerManagement.com today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
You're listening to Let's Talk About It with Dr. Janie Lacey. To reach the show today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Janie at lifecounselingsolutions.com. Now back to Let's Talk About It. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. We are here with our guest, Lucinda Cross, who is helping us understand and break free from the prisons that we're keeping our own self in. So welcome back to the show. Yes, I'm... Listen, we have some... This is some great content. This is really some... I'm being free just talking and listening. Absolutely. You know, so I think um, part of our brand, which is what uh, which attracts me to you, and I'm so looking forward to us building our relationship, is just you being authentic. And one of the things that I think is always what I'll find most of the time is that there are things that drive us, that fuel us, you know, our own pain points. So if you can share, I know you shared one about your own incarceration and how that, now you pay that back by helping other women that are incarcerated. But what are some of your greatest points that contribute to the Lucinda Cross of today? The one that we see that's been on Essence, that's on shows, that's (laughs) running boot camps, that's raising our 17 year old daughter. Yes. And She's, I have three, so it's two boys, one girl. But, um, <laughs> you know, some <laughs> of the things that contribute is learning how to, to weather the storms in my own life. I had a great fear of rejection. Like, God forbid you tell me, no, I'm losing and I'm bent out of shape. Oh my gosh, there's no value. I'm no, not worthy. You know, it was so many things that I would think, what did I do wrong? What did I say? And so those hardships of fear of rejection, procrastination, perfectionism, uh, my life challenges, incarceration, growing up with the struggle mentality with my mother, with my parents, you know, and also being the only girl, the first, but always considered the last, right? And so I had to use a lot of my shortcomings and say, these are badges of honor, This is a badge of honor. This is what's going to help me be great in addition to helping others be great as well so that we live a no excuse life, you know, and, and, and that's, that's why I'm here. It's no excuse. I'm willing to bet on myself. So even when it comes to essence and Nike and spokesperson for Verizon, that's all about relationships and gen and creating connections and strong relationships and show, and people are seeing, listen, they, are, they can trust the referral. Mm. They can trust when they say, contact Lucinda, she would be great for this. Um, and a lot of these opportunities, the majority of them came just from strong relationships. And I had to learn, it wasn't cute to say, I have a small network of female friends. No, I need a tribe. I need a sisterhood. You know, and not necessarily ones that I have to talk to every day. I need to know all your business. But how can I help you? Are you all right? And you don't have to deep dive into it if you don't want to, but if you do, I'm here, no judgment. And so I I strategically wanted to create a tribe and be surrounded around women that uh, didn't look at me as a threat. They looked at me as how can I support, but it also, for me, how did I show up in my past friendships with women? Did I show up with pride? Do I show up as the misknow-it-all? Did I show up as you can't tell me what to do or how to do or, you know, or did I show up hiding things because I was fearful of judgment? Did I show up judging you and expecting, you know, did I dish it out and expect not to get it, right? And so I had to look at that to say, these new relationships, I want to be a learner. Hmm. No judgment. 
You don't call me for three months. You don't call me for three months. I still love you. I'll talk to you in the fourth month. We'll catch up in probably two hours of everything that has happened. Right. And so I learned to give myself grace and also the sisters that I was connected to grace. But what did that do? It opened up the door of abundance where people feel safe. They feel that they can trust me. They can count on me. And the work that I'm doing in my business, it's not just, I'm not just saying that I'm doing this. This is my lifestyle. I am the activator. I do activate. You know, I am helping to activate others. And you can see it on a daily basis. And I also have to be in a position to be coachable, willing to learn, and willing to unlearn. You know, so those are just some of the things that contributed to your essence and Black Enterprise and BET. It was all about the relationships. And I still have connections, even for those individuals who helped me get into those positions who work there. I'm still in contact with them. I still send them Christmas cards. I still know what the, hey, check this out. I, I still will send them a random journal, you know? And so it's, it's when you have to look at who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, not just because you have a tip sheet to show you how to establish relationships. Who are you? Because there's a lot of women out here, let's be real, who say, you know, I'm for women empowerment, but you don't like the women in your family. Mm. You don't even like yourself. Mm. As soon as the women get up from the table, you you have a whole lot to say about her, but you don't know that she just probably was fighting the night before. Mm. You don't know that her son probably got locked up. You don't know that she's battling with an addiction. So as you're talking about her and you're saying, you know, what, women empowerment, I'm having this amazing event. I need all the women to show up. Where's your heart at? Hmm. And I didn't want to be one of those women. I've been in positions to watch it. And I'm like, wait a minute, you of your caliber are talking about, you don't even know that we were just praying in the bathroom because she just found out that her cancer came back. You you know what I'm saying? And so absolutely. where is the grace that we have for ourselves and for our sisters? And I love to see that it is shifting now. Mm-hmm. We are helping each other have a voice. And we're saying, hey, I have the door open. Come on in. And that's why I love Clubhouse too, because it's like it, an open door. And it's like, oh, you're cool. You're dope. You're amazing. Come on in, you know, tell us who you are. And we sit back and watch our sisters shine. That's what I've experienced so far on the platform. Absolutely. You said a couple things uh, that I want to pull, pull out that, you know, one, you know, you said that you were owning the coach who is coachable. That is the coach that I think a lot of people need to pay attention to. The coach who's coachable, who can own her stuff, that can say, you know what, I was not always the best friend. I had to look at my stuff so then I can become the best friend. I think that's key is that when we can own our stuff, it shows a growth mentality and, and we can move forward from that. Because I think a lot of people try to act like they're perfect. <laughs> and then the other thing I heard you say, and there was just a conversation in, in one of the rooms today that was talking, a woman had came in and... Um, it was, I think it was Wonder Woman Wednesday. I think that was the title of the room. And she said, you know what? I wanted to get off the stage because all you, all these women, all of you guys are intimidating me. And I had to force myself to stay in. And then she talked about how, you know, God had given her seven daughters and she had to realize. And one of the things that, you know, I had shared was that when, when I see, at least in my practice, when I see a lot of women that say, oh, I'm just one of the guys, I don't get get down with girls and all this other stuff. To me, I'm wondering, I stand back and I wonder what happened to her that she doesn't like who she is because you are a woman. 
whether it's the pain point with your mother, whether it's a pain point with your sister, whether your best friend betrayed you, the very thing you push away is the very thing you need to heal, especially when it comes to the woman's space, because you just, you just said it, right? You get all that. We get all these women empowerment events publicly, but privately, are you really empowering your sister? As you just mentioned, praying in the bathroom, you don't know what people have gone through, but you want to collect ticket sales with the empowerment, right? And eventually, eventually, I'm always a big believer. Those house come, those houses will come crumbling down. So you have to be authentic. And if you want to empower public, you got to empower privately. And I think uh, you are right. We're seeing a lot more of that more than ever. Um, but I think we still got some ways to go. And I think the more we collaborate together, we support each other and we demonstrate what that looks like, that strong sisters can partner with each other, collaborate each other and not have to tear each other down. Right. I can like your hoops and I can admire you and I can be right next to you. <laughs> right. That's right. I'm originally from New York, so I just love it. I, I love it all. <laughs> but you also mentioned something, and I would like for you to um, share a little bit about it, but you mentioned the struggle mentality. Talk to us a little bit about what that means and how someone listening that may identify with that being a stuck point that may actually be holding them back. Yeah, you know, just um, feeling like it's okay to be in the land of just enough. You know, the if I'm not working extremely hard for it, sleepless nights, eyes bleeding, blood, sweat, and tears, um, then, I, then I don't deserve it. And even if I do all of that work, I'm okay with just getting a small portion. I'm okay with doing 80% for the 20 versus doing 20% for the 80% results. And so we have to shift that. You don't need to put your mindset in everything has to be a struggle. Right. And how you pull yourself out of that struggle mentality is being vulnerable to say, I need help in this area. I love to spend money and I love to make money. Right. And so I needed to talk to a financial advisor. I cringed at talking to an accountant and a financial advisor because I didn't want them to deep dive into my spending habits. Lucinda, you make a lot of money but you're also spending a lot of money going out to eat. You're a foodie. You need to turn that into a business. And so I struggled with that, but here I'm screaming millionaire. I want to be a millionaire, millionaire, millionaire. But if I'm not willing to be vulnerable when I'm a thousandaire, how am I going to be in a position when there's some more zeros added? Um, Because there's a language that we have to learn and unlearn. So I needed to learn. I don't need to trade time for money. It's value and results you know, for an investment, right? And so I needed to shift my language. Um, I didn't need to work all of these hours and on non-income producing tasks and still be okay with possibly selling one book a day. No, structure my day, which is a abundance mindset. Let me work on the income producing task before I spend two hours on TikTok, Instagram, or Clubhouse, right? And then now I have some playtime. And so I needed to make the shift because we can get so accustomed and I'll talk to talk for myself. I got so accustomed to being comfortable, seeing certain things and struggling hard. My mother, when I say struggle mentality, it was just like, Lucinda, get a great job, get good benefits, enjoy life. Don't save because saving makes no sense because you can't die with it. And I was like, okay, okay. And that was my teaching, but that's no excuse for me not to be educated, to learn something new because of my upbringing. And so um, that shifted a lot for me. And when I started surrounding myself around what was, what was considered success for me at the time, like, wow, I I can't wait to get there or I can't wait to achieve that. That kind of rubbed me in a space and it, 
caused me to press and push to say, this is not working anymore. I desire more. I want more. And anyone who wasn't talking that more language and was just comfortable with their lives, not dreaming, not believing, not doing anything. I didn't want to be bothered. And Lucinda, oh my gosh, you're changing. I said, yeah, I'm changing from change. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't, I don't want to make noise with the change in my pocket anymore. You know, I'm tired of stepping over dollars to get coins. Now I'm ready to understand my true value, show what my value is and you know, there was a whole meme I did the video on in my Instagram with t- TikTok. It was like, <clears throat> what, what are you saying? Is it an opportunity? Is it a, is it a job? Is it a, and not that everything has to transfer into money. I'm using that like as an example for the transactions we make in life, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, you know, what are you receiving back and what are you giving? And what are you believing? What are you believing? You know, what also comes to mind is also that, which falls under that category, it's just that lack mentality. I remember one time, you know, I'm going to tell you a funny example, that when my deodorant used to get so low, I would still try to use that deodorant, right? And I look back and I'm like the lack mentality versus getting myself a new deodorant stick, right? There's never enough. And I think a part of that also contributes to why also women tear each other down. There's never enough versus that abundance. There's an overflow. And, you know, sometimes we can, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, we can also see that when people, we make people nervous by how much we do. Well, slow down, listen, you're doing too much, you're too tired, right? You, well, you got to get your rest. And, you know, so when we think about, as you mentioned, the abundance and looking at that we don't have to struggle, we also have to have people around us who understand that mentality because the crab in the barrel says, you need to rest, you need to work at nine five. Why, why, why do you got to keep doing your work at eight o'clock at night, right? So when you have a certain level of understanding, as you mentioned earlier, that it's a lifestyle for you. It's a lifestyle. Of course, yeah. you're going to make room for what's important, but there's no nine to five. <laughs> it's, it's a lifestyle. It's and and like you said with the deal. So that was me squeezing the toothpaste out the tube. Just get another tube. Mm-hmm. Get a fresh tube. You know wh- wh- why? You know. And so it's like, well, don't waste you 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 know my mother. Don't waste the toothpaste and don't waste the the, the, the toothbrush and don't waste the milk. And it's like, well, it's a slithered. It will add a little bit more water to make enough milk. You could put that in your cereal. It's like, oh my gosh, can you just get a new gallon? Turn all the lights off when you leave the room, right? I understand. I understand the concept, but right, it comes from this lack. And you know, as you as you mentioned, say that say that term again. Stepping over dollars for coins. Stepping over <laughs> dollars to get coins. Yes. All right. Well, that's going to lead me exactly into some of the um, experiences I want to glean. You know, you were interviewed by um, Tamron Hall on the Today Show discussing and demonstrating creating a vision board. I have my vision board right next to me. But can you share with us your thoughts on the importance of developing a vision and just how can people then activate that vision? Because your book um, titled The Art of Activation, I just love that title. Oh, my gosh, you did your due diligence. You, you dug deep and got some stuff. I love it. Um, you know, so with the interview with Tamron Hall, and that was her first vision board. And she put down family. She put down new career. I don't think she knew how, the, how important that new career and new family would be because what did she get? A new career. And she got her family. Um, and so it's all about manifesting. And uh, it's easy to create the vision and put together a beautiful collage. But are you going to do the work based on what you put on this vision board? And so for me, it's I want to accomplish 90 percent of what's on my board. And in order to do that, I have to look at what's a priority. 
And I have five areas I say we need to cover when you're creating your vision board. If anyone is listening, watching, this is your first time, you know, probably putting one together. This uh, faith, family, friends, finances, and fitness, the Fab Five. And there's a bonus, some fun. Faith, family, friends, finances, fitness, and some fun. So make sure you have those categories on your board in any specific order. But what is it that you desire in the faith area? Does that mean getting up early? Does that mean having a closer relationship with God? Does it mean that you are now taking time to meditate so you're not dealing with anxiety and frustration during your workday? Same thing, family. What, how can you increase? What does that look like for you? Maybe a family vacation, maybe going to see Nana a little bit more. So faith, family, friends, finances, fitness, and some fun. Put that on your board. The manifestation piece is now saying, let me put the energy together to set some goals to go forward and to really look at how I can accomplish some of these things that I put on my board. What are the steps that it's going to take me to get this Lamborghini? One, let me clear my license up. Two, let me pay off my parking tickets. Three, let me see how much maintenance is because I may not want a Lamborghini after I see how much insurance is going to cost and maintenance on it and repairs. And so it's really doing the due diligence so that you can truly start attracting it. And when you're ready, go to the Lamborghini shop, sit in the leather, feel it. It does something to you mentally. Say, man, I, I'm, I love my car. I love my car. Your body, your mind, and even the magnet that we attract says, oh, this is her Lamborghini. And you start putting yourself this way. You won't, the next time a client comes, you're not going to say, oh, this is what the cost of my services is. You're thinking about that car you're looking to get and the goal you set. And you're saying, mm, I added a zero this year. I've up leveled. I'm going for that promotion. You know, I'm, I'm looking at my finances a little different. And so the vision board process for me is everything. Manifestation is everything. And I live, I'll swear by it, live by it. It works for me. It's not a Ouija board, but it's just for me as a visual person, it gives me the dopamine that my body needs to say, you accomplished a goal, go for another one. And it's like, really? You, that happened? Yeah, Lucinda. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so it gives so you the I, momentum. It gives you the yes. momentum when you start achieving. Keep going. Yes. yes, absolutely. And I believe I saw on your website, you still have that available, um, a download around um, vision board to kind of get that kickstart. Yes, yes. So there is a vision board template and we even sell vision board kits. We partnered up with Walmart um, and we, we now have, we have them on Amazon as well, where you can get your vision board kit to get started. And they don't have to wait till the beginning of the year to get started. No. <laughs> Who does that? No. Oh, no. Exactly. You know, so another thing that I saw that I just loved that I would love to um, to glean your insight from. So on your Instagram, I believe it was December 31st. Maybe it was your fa- Facebook, but you wrote December 31st, 2020. She shifted the moment she broke out of the prison of belonging and accepted who she is becoming. So I need you to help somebody Ooh. today. What needs to change in her life so that she can find herself and meet the person she's destined to become? Oh my gosh. Stop feeling like she needs to belong Mm. just because you're not in the cliques, the circles, the inner circles, or the the tribes that you see. And you you don't need to try to belong, you know, take that's a, that's a prison mentality and a lack mentality, a scarcity mentality to say, Oh, well, I, I, you know, 
I can't sit, you, you can't sit with us. You know, you're not making six figures. You can't sit with us. You don't make a million dollars. You can't sit with us. You're not Hispanic. You can't sit with us, you know? And so it really is saying, you know, get away from that. Be okay with being one standing as 10,000. Hmm. How powerful is that? And so that shift is saying, I'm no longer, cause there was a time where I was like, man, I would love to be a part of that. That is an amazing group of women. Look what the things that they're doing. And wow, look at the gifts they're giving and feeling the FOMO and, you know, wanting to be a part. And why am I not a part? Um, what is it that I'm not doing? And, and so I sh- that shift, when we say you don't need to belong, you already are. Mm-hmm. And you, when you look at yourself, I am one sitting, standing as 10,000. I forgot where that quote came from, but I'm taking it and it's mine. (laughs) But, you know, it's look at how powerful you are in your own right and create your own tribe. Create your own tribe, blaze your own path, look in the mirror, inspire yourself. And sometimes that means there's some lonely seasons as you reposition people. I say you got to move people to the balcony. Some people don't deserve the front row. And sometimes that's a lonely season as you go through the pruning season here in spring. But, you know, um, we'd love to also hear your, your thoughts on this. You know, at times, you know, there, there's a reference point for people to, to level, you know, they can only see the level that they're on, right? And I, I like this quote, it's by T.D. Jakes, it goes something like, you know, the, the turtle and the giraffe, right? The, the, the giraffe gets so frustrated with the turtle because he wants the, the giraffe wants the turtle to see his vision, but the giraffe sees the, sees the horizon where the turtle can only see what's in front of him or her. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, like how does she or he know that they're growing and truly leveling up? So we're hearing leveling up and we know that there's growing pain. So someone that's listening and they're thinking, well, how do I know I'm doing what I need to be doing when this is all I see? What would you share with them? You know, it's, are you stretching enough? Are you taking enough risk? Are you taking enough leaps? Are you saying more yes to yourself than others? Are you believing more in yourself than you do others? Because we can be our other people's greatest cheerleaders. When it comes to us, we are our worst critics. And so you know when it's time to level up is when you start seeing the same rock. 2018 looks like 2019. 2019 looks a little bit like 2020 minus the pandemic. And so if you know truly 2021, you want to see something different. Don't go that way. Try something different. Reroute. Say, you know what? I always wore blonde. Let me do something. And just simple shifts. I'm going to go red. You know, I always do long. I'm going short. I always do natural. I'm straightening it out. You know, try little shifts. And even when it comes to business, your networks, you're comfortable in certain spaces. Try different spaces. Try being around different people who don't look like you, who don't sound like you, who are not com- where you're from, you know, who don't make what you make, who don't even share the same. Well, I like roller skating. I hang with my roller skating crew. Well, how about going with a biker crew? Try to bike. <laughs> you know, so just small shifts. To stretch, look around, get uncomfortable, yes. get out of the comfort zone. Yes. You know, so as we get ready to to wrap up today's episode, I'm wondering, you're back to 21 years old. Yes. What would listen to the cross of today say to her 21-year-old self with all that she knows and experience that brought her to who she is today? What would you say to her? Oof. Stay focused on your goals. Stay focused on your goals and don't look back. Stay focused. 
Don't look back. And patience. Ooh, because I'm impatient. 21. <laughs> ooh, have patience. Patience in the process. Trust. Trust me. Patience in the process. Well, we heard it today with our guest, Lucinda Cross. Have patience with the process and trust the process. Well, we certainly thank you. And where can people find you and stay in touch with you? LucindaCross.com. And that'll take you to everything. Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, everything. Yeah. So LucindaCross.com is the place to be. LucindaCross.com is the place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we thank you. And, you know, I want to end in the words of Oprah Winfrey. Challenges are gifts are gifts that force us to search for a new center of gravity. Don't fight them. Just find a new way to stand. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Thank you for tuning in. Let's Talk About It can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join your host, Dr. Janie Lacey, for another edition of the show next week. 